You are now listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Welcome into a new episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. I'm with Chip Murphy and I'm Matt Castillo, of course, and we'll go into what's been going on with the Knicks lately. Breaking news. They're losing and sucking. Oh, wait, you guys already knew that. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, yeah. Well, things are going way that we kind of, you know, need it to go, I guess. But it is very boring, and we talked about this in our last episode, that uh, this season is just, it can't end soon enough. It's just, it's... Not very exciting. There's not much going on. We had that little jolt there at the All-Star break with the trade deadline, all that mixed in. Uh, and now it's just kind of, all right, let's, let's get through it. Not too much longer. We'll finally end the regular season here and get to the more interesting part for the Knicks, which, of course, is free agency and the NBA draft with a lot of prospects. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about the draft tonight in a way in the second segment of the show, uh, you know, with the NCAA tournament going on right now, we could take a look at some of these guys, and uh, we, we know the Knicks will be picking early on the draft, but we also can look at, you know, some other picks, some other guys here that that you might want to watch during this March Madness tournament. One guy just played, uh, we're, we're recording on Thursday night here, Ja Morant had a triple-double against Marquette in the first round upset there. Uh, for Murray State, so guys like that, but we'll get to that in our second segment, and where we're going to start today is um, a very good basketball player, you you might remember him, Tim Hardaway Sr., you might remember his son, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who who played two different stints with us, and we gave a a ridiculous contract to uh, Tim Hardaway Sr., I mean, let's, let's just put it this way. He must have had a senior moment, and, and we got to help him out here. Uh, going through some things, looking at what we could possibly talk about on the show, I, I, I hit the jackpot here with Tim Hardaway Sr. saying that the Knicks gave up on Tim Hardaway Jr. because of the weird relationship between Przingis and the Knicks. The bizarre twists and turns that it took and that there was a rocky relationship with Przingis at the end there. And he says that because of that, it kind of made Tim Hardaway Jr.'s end in New York come about. I'm going to start with you, Chip, on your thoughts here. Is, is First off, I think everybody kind of knows if I'm saying that he's had a senior moment here, I, I think he's a little crazy and mis, misreading the situation. Uh, but you, before I get into the reasons why of that chip, do you think that Tim Hardaway Jr. or Sr. is correct on this, that it was the relationship that, you know, with Perzingis and the organization that led to uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. also being included in the trade? No, I think that... Uh 
it was Dallas wanting Tim Hardaway Jr. and the Chris Outsports Ingestrate. Right. Um, I think even uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. even said it in his quotes. I think he, um, I think he goes on to say that yeah, uh, he says it wouldn't get approved if Tim wasn't in the deal. They wanted Tim a while back. They didn't want other guys. He may be being a little. He may be exaggerating a little. Though it is his son, but yeah, I think they did want. Uh, Tim Hardaway. I think they didn't want Tim Hardaway Jr. there. Um, so I think that's why he was moved. Uh, I definitely don't think the Knicks were reluctant to move him, though, if that's what if that's what Tim Hardaway Sr. is referring right. to. But uh, like the, if he's trying to insinuate that the only reason he mo- was moved is because of Porzingis, I mean, the Knicks, I'm sure, were looking to move that contract, too. Obviously, it's his son, so he's not going to be like, oh, that was a bad contract. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Knicks were happy to get off of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s money. Everybody knows that. So, but um, I think the reason ultimately that the Knicks were able to move Tim Hardaway is because Dallas wanted him. Right. I mean, they, because as much as they were, uh, clearly tanking, right? You know, by trading by trading Harrison Barnes to Sacramento, that was evidence of that. I don't think they wanted. I think they wanted to give the uh, uh, evidence of a score or two on the wing, and that's what Hardaway is. Right, and that's a great point where you said that Dallas had to want him, and all that has to be true because. He does. He does have a large contract, and the only way a team's going to take that on is if they want you. So there's no no doubt in my mind that Tim Hardaway Jr. was wanted by Dallas if they're taking on the contract. And I think you said it best, where if Tim is and his dad, I'm talking about now, if Senior is saying. That that's the one big thing here, and I I agree with you. I'm sure he's not going to come out and say, yeah, that contract. Uh, so it, it's a little easy to kind of pick at it. But let's face it, the real reason why the Knicks were very glad to also include Tim Hardaway Jr. in that trade was to get that contract off the books. It Again, and what we have said a thousand and one times, anytime we referred to this contract that Tim Hardaway Jr. had, it's not so much Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, he is a guy that could do some things for you on the floor. He's a very good fast break player. Uh, at when he's not jacking up shots, is capably in a knockdown shooter. You know, we just see shot selection continues to kind of be an issue with him throughout his career. Uh, we, you know, we, we we acknowledge the fact that he is a good player. There's no no question about that. Maybe in the second tier discussion, but still some guys, a young guy that you want on your team, but by no means the Knicks should have gave him that massive con. They gave him a big contract for him to put up some huge numbers. And it just simply didn't happen. And again, that goes back with when Phil Jackson was, was the guy kind of running the show here. Uh, when the Knicks failed in free agency again, and they panicked and made these, secondary moves and throwing cash at guys that 
don't deserve that kind of cash. And I think the Knicks realize, okay, this guy's not putting up $17 million per year type numbers. I mean, he's going out there and he's just jacking up shots. You know, of course, there's some some games where he's hot and he puts up the numbers. He can put up a 30-point game. Certainly has that capability in him, especially with the, the, the roster that this Nick team had where he had a high volume of shots. It was, you know, a, a offense where he had an opportunity to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. And that's one reason why he was able to do that. But isn't that kind of player or isn't worth that kind of money for $17 million per year? So the real reason, yeah, Dallas had to want him, but I'm sure the Knicks were absolutely thrilled when they found a team that did want him. Even they knew at that point that Przingis was going to be moving on. There was no point of having him because he did not want to be there. So they, they had to make that move there, but they also were able to get rid of that contract, and I think that's one reason why they pulled the trigger on the deal. I, I think the m- bigger reason of this not was that Dallas would only take Przingis if Tim Hardaway Jr. was in the deal. I think it's really the Knicks looked at it as, wow, we can get rid of this contract. We're getting rid of a guy who doesn't want to be here that it, it, we're just not going to keep. He, he does not want to be here. We are going to end up getting nothing for him. So we have an option to send him. If they want this guy, then that's a win-win for us as well because we're getting $17 million off the book. And now they have another max contract, more money, cap space brought in. So it was just not a whole lot of news, but it was just funny to see those kind of headlines there. And I get it that, you know, senior is not going to be like, well, yeah, the the contract also hurts. So he's not going to say that and acknowledge that his son is not worth that kind of money, which deep down I'm sure he probably does know that his son is not worth that kind of money. Worthy of a roster spot, worthy of a rotational player, no question about that, but not $17 million. He's not that kind of money. He's just not, and he's never going to be. He is what he is at this point. Uh, so with that being said, that's basically all we can kind of leave it at right there. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the more the fun part of the show, I guess, here, where we can talk a little bit about Marge Madness, some of the players uh, that, you know, as Nick fans, we should be paying attention to. If you haven't got to see much this uh, college basketball season, then it's a good opportunity to, you know, hear what we have, uh, you know, some of these players we're going to highlight. If you haven't seen them, watch them. Uh, and they could potentially be some Knicks. We know the Knicks are going to be drafting early in the draft. We know the Duke players, uh, you know, that are Zion, Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish, but there are other good players as well. So we'll take a break. We'll come back to that. We'll talk a little bit about the tournament and these players that could be putting on Nick uniforms uh, at the beginning of next season. So that's coming up next on the Nick State of Mind podcast. Welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast. Uh, the more exciting part of uh, this time right now as uh, the next season's fading down. We, we They've been eliminated for like since, you know, October when the season started, basically. Uh, no shot at winning. So we turn to March Madness for some fun. Uh, we, of course, want to tie it in with the Knicks here being a Nick podcast. Uh, and we're watching several teams right now. Everybody's got their brackets, all that good stuff. But it's also an opportunity to look at some of these college players that we know are going to be available in the draft. We know the Knicks are going to be drafting with a high pick. You know, we, we know 
that they'll or one of the earlier picks I should say is you know anywhere from one to three seems to be where they're at and obviously with the worst record it doesn't matter because the three worst records all have the same chance to get the number one pick so we, we know we'll be anywhere one to three um, possible in a selection for us so in years past it, it was always we weren't quite sure we knew we had like the ninth worst record but we could be six we could be 10th we could be back at 14 so we kind of always had to look at a bigger, wider margin of players to get ready for the draft. Now, where we know the Knicks are going to be one of those early first-round picks early on in the draft, uh, it helps us kind of narrow it down a little bit more here. Uh, but, of course, you know there, there are several guys, more picks for the Knicks, uh, that you know we don't have to always just talk about guys that will be the first pick selections here, because we basically know if the Knicks get the number one pick, where they're going with it. If they get two or three, it, you have a an idea of what they're going to try to do. Um, so we'll kind of just look at it as other guys. We, we talked about the Duke guys. We'll probably talk about them here a little bit here, as well. But maybe some other guys as well that are worth mentioning, even though with that first pick probably won't use the pick on them. But just some guys that if you haven't seen before, uh, that you might want to tune in. So, Chip, starting with you, uh, and I, I know you're a Duke fan here, you could start with them, uh, with the players that they have there if you want, or anybody else. But if, if who are some of these guys, some of these players in the March Madness tournament that uh, we should keep an eye on as Nick fans or players that could be wearing a Nick uniform next year? Sure, I'll start with the Duke guys. Yeah, because that's the team everyone's going to be watching anyway. Um We'll start with the obvious one, the one everybody wants. I mean, it's it's Zion or bust, let's be honest. I think uh, after as much as I know there's there's hype around R.J. Barrett, we forget uh, this uh, before the season, R.J. Barrett was the preseason number one recruit in the country. So R.J. Barrett in all the mock drafts before the college season started was the number one pick. Zion completely eclipsed him and became the number one pick. And in my opinion, I don't think R.J. Barrett is anywhere close to Zion Williamson. I think that, and especially after watching John Morant, like you said, he had the triple-double today and the blowout win over Marquette. I, and that's I think that's the second or third time I've watched him. I think that uh, Zion Williamson and John Morant are... Uh, a step above everybody else in this draft. Right. And like, I like RJ Barrett. I think he's going to be good, but I, I just don't see like superstar potential. Like I see with Zion, like I see with Morant, the thing Morant is doing, I mean, the way he creates for other people. Oh my God. He's, he's an amazing passer. Um, I think Mark people the doors off my chat. But uh, in terms of Zion, I mean, I just think the Knicks, the Knicks need Zion. Uh, he's he's box office. He's he's incredible. The, the potential there is so high. I mean, just be six foot seven, two eighty five, and he's only eighteen years old. Right. And I mean, he's there's no one in the NBA like him. I mean, and his passing vision, 
it's more highlight reels. I mean, he throws those full court bounce passes and he looks like a point guard out there. He looks like he could be Nikola Jokic someday, a center, a point center running it off. And his defensive potential is tremendous too. I mean, we talk all the time about how these teenagers who come into the league don't know how to play defense, right? He's not one of those guys. He hustles on defense all the time. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He, it looks like he's going to be able to guard multiple positions uh, when he gets into the league. And he's constantly, because of, his, uh, because of how gifted he is, he's causing turnovers. He's, well, he's obviously extremely intimidating. So he just makes plays on both ends of the court. And, you know, I think it, it's, I know we want to talk about multiple prospects, but I honestly think it's Zion or bust. Right. Um, because I think it's as great as John Morant looked. I think we look at John Morant and it's like, is we've looked at so many different uh, point guards right. as Knicks fans. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like watching him. I, I, he, I liked watching him again today. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's still it's Zion or Bus. And like you said, I'm a, a Duke fan. I've watched R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish all year, and I've been disappointed by R.J. Barrett. And Cam Reddish has been a, a a third option. So I'm really I don't think we'll really know what Cam Reddish is capable of until he gets to the NBA. But he hasn't really done much. He hasn't really had the opportunity to do much. Uh, RJ Barrett really, sometimes he tends to dominate the ball. I will say that. Right. Um, but I would not, I would not take RJ Barrett with a top three pick. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that good. Um, I've heard a lot. Uh, I read a ringer article where they were talking about the kid from Texas tech, Jarrett Culver. Did you see anything about him? Yes. Yes. I've seen him several yeah. times play. As well, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be really good. So uh, I mean, I, I, so I looked at some videos of him, and I, I think I picked him in one of my brackets to go like really deep. I got him in the final four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So him, I I like him, and then uh, obviously I've seen DeAndre Hunter from Virginia play a bunch of times because he's in the ACC. But uh, yeah, look, the Duke guys. We can watch, and I wouldn't be upset if we ended up with DeAndre Hunter either. And obviously, I wouldn't be upset with John Morant. But I think if if after all this losing, if uh, we didn't end up with Zion, it would be it right. would kind of suck. Right. <laughs> I think that's just well said. It's you kind of don't want to talk about anybody else. And I know there's some fans out there that have said, "Oh, R.J. Barrett, man, that that guy has like James Harden, like." you know, type potential. And it's not, not yet. It's it's not like, yeah. And I, and that's the thing. It's not that he can't play. It's just, I don't understand what they're watching. And, and you can clearly see when Zion's not playing, when he missed the last few weeks with that ankle injury or that knee injury, Duke wasn't the same. They were kind of vulnerable. Dropped a few games. Yeah, they lost, games, they lost right, to Virginia Tech. Right, and a few of the games uh, that they won were a little shaky as well. Zion takes that team 
to a whole nother level. It's just a, a complete other level that just it makes him a national championship contender. Without Zion, they are a very good team that makes a nice run, but they don't win a national championship. They can win a national championship because of Zion Williamson. It's, it's just that simple. Uh, mm-hmm. And I agree with you. It's Zion or Bo- I, I told I, you think I'm kidding. I mean, I'm telling uh, but my fiance now that I told her, said, look, if uh, lottery night, if we don't get that number one pick, you might want to just go home because I'm shutting <laughs> down. I, and, I, and she, you know, of course, laughs. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I, I say things like this all the time. Like, if one of my teams loses, I'm, I'm just going to bed. You know, where I'm upset about it, but I don't. I'm not that serious. I said, no, no, no. This is this is dead serious. If I had to suffer like this, and if I'm telling people that we need to lose, it, it's got to work. We need Zion or Bus, and I'm right there with you. It, it just there is nobody else that I would feel great about having Zion. I think he can change things right away. Uh, yeah, of course he's going to need some help, and maybe I, I think he can help make the Knicks look a little bit more like a. a a likable destination for some of these big names. If you can add somebody like a Zion Williamson with the the kind of you know, just the following that he has had and the high right, the highlight reels that he's put together, uh, he is he's everything that we need. Absolutely, we need Zion Williamson. I agree with you though. I have John Morant ahead of R.J. Barrett. Uh, I think he's somebody that's just phenomenal to watch. As we mentioned, triple-double against Marquette today. He was brilliant. And last year's tournament, gosh, he was awful. Didn't really do a whole lot. They got knocked out. And I was in uh, San Diego. They played their their side of the bracket last year. It was an early exit. So a very nice showing uh, for John Morant so far in the tournament in game one. And, you know, if you look at other names, uh, it's interesting you said Culver. I was thinking of him. I have Texas Tech. I kind of have a, uh, a what I call an official bracket. I'm a kind of guy that doesn't like to do multiple ones. I like to have my one, and if I'm in different pools, I, I just send in the same bracket. But I'm in a, okay. a I'm in a pool uh, at, at work, and last year you could put two brackets in, and last year I just put one, and I. I you know, my bracket did mediocre once some teams lost in like the middle round. Uh, and then, you know, I lost to my co-host and he's been bragging about it all year, even though it was his second bracket. It wasn't his first one that he submitted in there. So yeah, I said, still won. Oh, he still won. And I said, well, it was your second bracket. And he said, well, you could have done the same thing. So I was like, I guess I got to win for bragging. Right. So I threw a second one in there just for the heck of it. I call it my unofficial bracket. Uh, and so my official bracket, the one that I actually claim and really care about, uh, I have Texas Tech going into the Final Four, and I think Culver is a, a a great reason why. Texas Tech also a very good defensive team. Everybody that plays for that program can play defense. They, they're the second-best defensive team uh, in the nation. So it's, again, no, we're not saying the Knicks have a top three. You take those guys, but they're just guys to look at that worth that are you know worth taking a look at uh, the Knicks will have a second round pick as well in this draft uh, they do have like a 53rd selection or something like that uh, so you, you kind of want to look at you know some other guys that could potentially play a role I mean you think about it what if 
you know, Trey Jones it, it could come out of college after a freshman with Duke. He might be a second round selection uh, for the Knicks and could be worth watching. You know, you got PJ Washington from Kentucky. Uh, so, you know, there, there are several good players to kind of keep an eye on here. Uh, you know, Izabuki from Kansas, even though Kansas is just going to say, yeah, him. I was just going to say, him. yeah, another big man. Why not add some depth in there? And what about the kid? I know uh, Marcus Howard, the kid from Marquette. I know he had a bad game today, but they're saying he had uh, he's going to be I thought he was going to be a first round pick, but he's listed as a second round pick. Most places, I guess, because of uh, his height, right? Yeah, the height hurts him, and it also doesn't help that they kind of had a really bad February and, and now into March as well. Uh, so the, the, a bit of a drop off there. You know how those things kind of can, you know, start to bump a guy kind of up and down a little bit. I think that's kind of everything that's happening here. Uh, a kid that I've seen uh, play, person I, I witnessed uh, when he scored his. Uh, 3,000 career points and, and joined a, a rare list of college basketball players, you know, guys like, um, you know, Doug uh, McDermott and, and um, of course, Pistol Pete, that 3,000-point mark, uh, uh, Chris Clements from Campbell. Uh, they play in the, the Big South Conference, and that's uh, where I do either color commentary or uh, public address announcing for a school called uh, Presbyterian uh, that's actually in the, the NIT. That's the first uh, postseason bid that they actually have gotten in their history. Uh, so, you know, Big South doesn't it doesn't have a big, huge, obviously, uh, a name. You're probably not familiar with these schools. Uh, but Chris Clemens out of Campbell has scored over 3,000. I think he's fifth. I think he passed McDermott this year. I think he's fifth for most points uh, in Division One history. So that's pretty darn good. The only problem with him, of course, you kind of look at his height. He's only 5'9". Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that. And if you're thinking, well, how did this kid get missed? If he's at, he's he's 5'9". That's, you know. But he has the ups like Nate Robertson, by the way, just saying. He's not in the NCAA tournament, uh, so you're not going to see him there. But I'm just, I'm just mentioning him as well from the top of my head. But... You know, there are some of these players like we have mentioned here in the second round that you can kind of keep an eye on and take a look at uh, and see if, especially with that second round pick, you know, we, like we said, we need Zion. Uh, if we don't get the first pick, John Morant, and the only thing about that is we kind of have Dennis Smith Jr. now. Do you add two guys that are kind of similar, that both kind of have that athletic ability? John Moran, I think, seems to be more of a all-around playmaker, though. And that's a question that I was asked. You know, you guys have Dennis Smith Jr. now, very athletic point guard himself. But I just think Morant um, shares the ball a little bit more than uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Makes makes smarter decisions with the basketball, I think, because at times we, we, we see it now that he's wearing a Nick uniform. Dennis Smith Jr. can be a little... A little out of control out there on the floor at times. It makes you scratch your head. Sometimes that aggressive, you know, works out. Sometimes you're thinking, my goodness, kid, I love the effort, but slow down just a little bit type thing. So uh, there's, of course, several great players to watch here. But those are just a few uh, to keep an eye on as, you know, March unfolds. And, (laughs) man, you know, maybe the Knicks could – 
find ways to get more draft picks here in this draft. So you just never know with that kind of that kind of thing. I, I'm looking at like the draft, and I just started laughing a little bit. The, the Atlanta Hawks have like seven picks in this draft. It seems. Yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. So they have the they have two top ten picks, right. don't they, or something like that. Yeah, they have Dallas's pick. Man. Goodness. Luca trade. I said, how many? I'm looking at like the draft order and all that, and I just why it's kind of kind of chuckled there. I see the Atlanta Hawks logo quite a bit here, and I'm thinking, my goodness, they're all in on this draft, huh? So, you know, they, they, hey, could be a big draft for them as well. But with that being said, we'll wrap it up. We'll come back next week. We'll get one week closer to the season coming to an end, and we can get to the fun stuff. Uh, as we kind of just have to suffer through it for a few more weeks. Well, let's face it, it's brutal. You know, we get clobbered by Utah last night. Uh, you know, the game against, you know, the Spurs a few weeks, uh, you know, last weekend might as well not have shown up. I know we beat L.A. and, you know, got the block on LeBron, Hazonia did, of all people. How many, For real, how many did you think Mario Hazonia would block LeBron James' shot to win a game? Nobody's that was awesome. No, yeah, that was awesome. nobody's raising their hand. Nobody would have saw that coming. Now, I think LeBron double clutched there because uh, if Hazonia didn't block it, DeAndre Jordan was going to send it back forty rows, so he didn't have no shot to kind of get that off and had a little bit of a double clutch, which allowed Hazonia to get it. But it was awesome, uh, big win. Everybody was kind of like, "Ah, oh, we need to lose these," but you can win a little bit. Just don't make it into a habit kind of thing right now yeah you can beat lebron if you're gonna beat anybody it's exactly, good to see lebron right? you know? on the court and i'm a big lebron like guy that, like a little baby right right and and I'm a, pointing at him it's worth it and i'm a big lebron guy and even i enjoyed it so it, it's it, it was nice to kind of see another guy that just popped in my head by the way is uh schofield from tennessee uh, that's another player to why Tennessee making. Oh yeah, yeah. It just popped in my yeah, head. I was like, I got to get that out before we end the show, so you know we can give a at least four or five guys to kind of keep an eye on here as we get closer to the end of the season, where you can watch these guys that are going to be joining the league now. And um, we'll wrap it up now. We'll end the show here. Hope everybody enjoys March Madness. I hope people's brackets are not already busted. There hasn't been over like, any huge upsets so far. Here in day one of the tournament, there's been a few, obviously, with Louisville being knocked off. Uh, Minnesota turned into a three-ball shooting team, apparently. They haven't done that all year, but they do it today. Uh, that didn't crush my bracket or anything like that. I had Louisville out the next round anyway. But uh, Rick Pitino's revenge. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the storyline there. That's kind of that's interesting, huh? Um, but we'll be back next week, and we'll have more topics, more Nick talk. We're almost through it, folks. We'll have we'll have something more fun, more exciting, more hope to talk about when this season ends, when we get into the offseason. That's kind of the goal. Just make it to the offseason. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed.